I don't think it's very applicable to the metaphor, though. It's absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. If that's what you were hung up on? Man. Yeah, because I thought you were making a genuine point. Uh, no, no, that was your first mistake. <laughs> okay. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Swablu the Poop Deck, we're setting sail for another community day. This weekend's limited research event will be the Morillist. It's a cloud. It's a bird. It's a dragon fairy type. It's Mega Altaria. Are you ready to bite off more than you can chew with a future community day? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 143. It's May 7th. We're breaking ranks. It's a Friday evening. The reason we're doing that is not nearly as positive as I might be, <laughs> I might be communicating, but we're recording an episode now and it's going to be out tonight. So we'll do it and we'll do it well. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hi. Hey, Kyle, I'm very happy we made time to record this week. We, we made it. It's it's still this week. Yes, it was kind of touch and go. I'll be completely honest. Uh, but here we are. Yes. Before we get this show underway, shout out to three brand new patrons of ours, Connor, Jay Haven, and Archie. Thank you so much for your patronage and your support. We're looking forward to getting to know you better in the Discord. See you there. All right, Mr. Kyle, we set some goals last week. It's also been a week and several, several days in addition to the week it normally is. We made such a point of mentioning that it was seven days so recently. <laughs> and now it was like, what, 10, 11, yeah. something yeah. like that. Jeez. All right. So anything interesting happened this week to get a chance to play? I know you were you were a busy boy for most of the week. Yeah, it's it's been uh, 10 days because it's more than a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've played some, but honestly, not really much worth mentioning. I'm saving all of the excitement for next week, pretty much. Woo! For Swablu Community, you're so excited. Uh, well, I'm excited for Community Day, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm kind of there, too. Um, I didn't really get to play a whole bunch this week, either. I did make sure that I did all of my Smeargle snapshots. Yeah. I think the absolute highlight was something that happened actually yesterday. I'm now the proud owner of a shiny shadow Aerodactyl. Ooh, I'm thrilled. That's a good looking shiny for sure. Looking very pretty. That's your first shadow shiny, isn't it? No, I've had a few. I've had a oh, coffee and a drowsy. Not. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about the drowsy. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, my, nice. my dark hollandaise sauce holiday ham. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. Uh, but in addition to having some weeks and playing the game, we had some goals that we were rather optimistic about 10 days ago. But looking at this now, boy, oh, boy, would you like to go first, Kyle? Sure. Of course you would. Of course. you would. <laughs> did you finish your Interreg Steam development? Yes. Yes, I did. I did you did? Next, I did it the next day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm now on step one of what is it? Farther they fly or whatever it's the, called. The, whatever. The higher they fly. Higher they fly. The further they fly. Yeah, that's. They're that's, an that's air. Po- they're an air balloon. So those aren't really known for covering a lot of distance. They, they still know? can go further. <laughs> they, I guess they could if you put wings on it. Sure. Uh, did you do the entire snap event? Yeah, I did. 
Okay. And, uh, t- you know, 20 GBL matches. So you were at 96 before. So now you got to whatever your number is. You're looking for 116, I think. Yeah. I'm 110. Six short. That's all I right. did do all of those today. It just happens that my breaks at work were not enough <laughs> to get them all done. Oh, man. All work, no breaks. I understand. All right. That's two for three. That's actually not so bad for not having a lot of time to play. Good for you. Good for you. I wanted to catch a shiny Smeargle. Um, actually, <sighs> I had written down just shiny Smeargle, not catch. I did trade for one. My fantastic and wonderful sister, she and caught lucky. two. She traded it to me. It's a lucky shiny Smeargle with 96% IVs. What? It's a wow. 10, 13. Sorry, it's a 15, 13, 15. I'm very wow. excited about it. Um, I'm going to count it because I did all of my snapshots. You were zero for 60 as well, right? Yeah, I was zero yeah. for 60. That's a zero for 120 over here. Meanwhile, Chris's sister, you know. Two and sixty, no big deal. <laughs> I know some people who have three. Look, all, just like, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that while we're on the topic, the rate of Smeargle was appropriate. We were just incredibly unlucky, and I'm still salty about it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was under par or anything like that. I think yeah. it was good. I mean, the the odds of of not one in 120 with a one in 64 approximately shiny rate. Is is quite low. I'm not going to do the math right now, but I think the odds of that not showing up shiny is something like 15% or something like that. It's a bummer, whatever it is. <laughs> you and your numbers. It's a bummer. I like the numbers. It's it's a bummer. Uh, next, I wanted to hit 1 million experience over last week. I think I'm actually only at like 600,000. Again, I didn't really grind as much as I wanted to this week, unfortunately. And then hit 5.5 million stardust. You know, that lucky trade I did with my sister set me back for that new shiny 40K. But even with that in the bank, I wouldn't have made it. So that's a no go for me. So (laughs) one out of three, I'll carry over those probably to next week. So we'll see how it goes. Kyle, congratulations. You've won this week. I win. (laughs) You win. You sure do. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's just kind of roll right into the news. That's kind of where the meat and potatoes of the episode are going to be today. Yo, what up? It's the news. I don't know why I said meat and potatoes. That's something my grandparents would say. Uh, But here we go. (laughs) First up is everybody's favorite Pokemon for their favorite event. Swablu Community Day, baby. (laughs) Heck yeah. Trainers, the featured Pokemon for this May's Community Day will be Swablu, the cotton bird Pokemon. When's it going to happen? Saturday, May 15th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Features include Swablu will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. Yes, this has been a shiny for a long time now, so this is not a brand new shiny release just to kind of get that out of the way. Evolve Swablu during the event or up to two hours afterward to get an Altaria that knows the attack Moonblast. Now you might be asking yourself, fairy typing? What's that about? Well, hold your horses. We'll get there in just a second. Take a few snapshots during community day for a surprise. You can assume it's Swablu photo bombs. There will be a special one-time purchase community box available for 1280 Coins, featuring 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Super Incubators, 5 Incense, and an Elite Fast TM. I will be picking up this box. I would encourage you to maybe consider it um, or not consider it. Kind of up to you. Kyle, the 50 Ultra Ball is going to sway you. 
Not even a little bit. <laughs> hey, that's my co-host. For $1 US or equivalent pricing in your local currency, you'll be able to access the Swablu Community Exclusive Special Research Story, Cotton Winged Bird. Stay tuned for when tickets for the Cotton Winged Bird Special Research Story go live. Tickets are not refundable. The usual stuff. Mega Altaria. And this is important. Why Moonblast <laughs> is appropriate. Mega Altaria will be making its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids at the conclusion of May Community Day on Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. local time. So right after it's finished, this is your chance to collect Mega Altaria energy to Mega Evolve any of the Altaria you've collected during the event, which is awesome. Bonuses, it's quarter hatch distance when placed in incubators, eggs when they're placed in incubators, rather, uh, during the event period, and incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Now, we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge the fact that there is a portion of people, as there always is for any of these sorts of events, that are not thrilled with the choice of Swablu. I think that conversation is kind of taking a backseat to another community day conversation we will be having very shortly here in the news section. Um, <laughs> this was this news was released very early on in the cycle of when we get news in between episodes. And so this almost seems like ancient news right now to the two of us reading it on a Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is new community day news to talk about, but let's give this its due. And Kyle, I'm very interested to hear your take and your opinion and your thoughts on Swablu Community Day. Well, I don't like it personally. All right. I'm not heartbroken over it. That would be ridiculous if you were. And it's not really going to affect my enjoyment because we actually have like significant plans revolving around community day. So what Pokemon it is, is actually irrelevant. So that has probably swayed my opinion quite heavily. If this had happened last month, I'd be like probably in the very upset one and not play the community day at all because I have like 2000, 3000 Swablu candy and also three shinies already. I don't like, I don't care. I already have a PVP one. I don't care about Mega Altaria at all, but that's mostly because I don't really care about the Megas too much in general. Nothing against Mega Altaria, actually. No, you just don't care for the system as much. And so why would you? It's not a selling point for you. You think it's okay. You just it's not going to get you excited for the event. I don't dislike it. It's just simply not worth the effort to me to take part with the Megas. And lastly, quarter egg hatch distance. (laughs) I just... I, I text Chris when I found out about this, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and of course, Chris is, you know, Chris is all happy about it. He can't stop laughing over there because of it. All I'm saying is I understand the hash distances in the rotation and stuff, is this would have been the perfect day to bring back the double catch candy. It's It's been a while since we've had that. I honestly don't remember the last one that had it, but. Yeah, that that has been out of rotation for a long time. You're right. Legitimately, the last one I remember was Swine Up, which is too long ago to be true. There has to be another one, but uh-huh. that was over two years ago now. But Don't tell me that. Yes, yeah, December or whatever, October 2018, something like that. We played that in a packed inside mall <laughs> with a group of like 10 people of our own. Yeah. That sounds so crazy right now. I know, right? I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. That that's all. I just the double catch candy would have been awesome. Like I actually would have been excited about that. And I don't even need Swablu candy, obviously. It just would have been fitting. Very true. 
And and what I will say about your counter, counter argument to the whole egg bonus is I think you're 100% correct about the catch candy. This would have been the perfect one to bring it back with because we have failed to mention thus far that Swablu takes 400 candies yes. to evolve until Altaria. And so it's going to be kind of a struggle, even even if you have zero, you know, Altaria candy and you've never seen an Altaria or even a Swablu in your life, which I find hard to believe. But let's just say, right, you're starting from zero and you're playing this. It, even if you play a moderate amount, you're still going to have to be kind of choosy with which ones we evolve, which we haven't had to worry about for a long time now since the introduction of six hour community days. So I would agree with you that that was kind of a missed opportunity. That being said, if Swablu's hatching from two kilometer eggs or something like that, you're going to get a lot of candy that way anyway. No, you're not. You're going to get a little bit of candy that you're way anyway. You're get a little bit of candy because <laughs> the 2K egg has like six candy in it. That's not true. It's like 14. It's like six to 18 or something and, like that. And I've never seen six. The point is it takes incubators. True. That's very, very true. And... Yep. I'm I'm personally just not spending money on incubators right now for financial reasons, but even if I was, it's not worth it because I could just go catch three Swablu in the time it took to walk that egg. <laughs> very, very true. But you could do both. You could be hatching that egg and catching three Swablu. But like the egg is is just an inefficient use of everything. Like like everything. Well, I would rather be hatching 7K eggs at the same time. Despite your feeling on this being steeped in facts, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to say before we move on that I'm very excited about this. I really like Pokemon. I love Pokemon Go, obviously. And there are only a few things that would truly disappoint me as a person who enjoys playing this game for Community Day. Now, that being said, I completely understand where you're coming from. If Swablu does not seem like a fantastic choice to you, but here are a couple of things that are important to, to bear in mind. Altaria is very strong in PVP scenarios. So this would be a great way for those of you that feel like you, you know, the barrier to entry to PVP is too high. Altaria is expensive, takes a lot of candy. Even if Swablu is a common spawn, which it really hasn't been for a while now, despite what we used to remember it being everywhere. It's not currently. Now is a good time to get that candy and get a good Altaria for you. Secondly, if you like Megas and filling out your Mega decks, this is very exciting because the move is catering to the Mega form. So there's that. There's yeah. two things for you to look forward to that are actually relevant to the game. Even if you don't care about Swablu, there is some value. So I hope that you get out there and you enjoy Swablu Community Day to whatever extent you, uh, you'd like to, <laughs> to a degree. All right. Next piece of news here, May Limited Research featuring Meryl. Trainers, as fairy-type Pokemon continue to appear more often in the wild during the Luminous Legends X event, which we should talk about that for a minute because it's been pretty cool, you can look forward to a limited research event featuring the water and fairy-type Pokemon Meryl on Sunday, May 9th, which is also Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> That's so hard. From 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time, you can complete event exclusive time to research tasks that lead to encounters with Meryl. If you're lucky, you might even encounter a shiny Meryl. You'll also be able to complete event exclusive field research tasks that lead to encounters with Meryl. Kind of a cookie cutter sounding research event. 
Um, no word yet on whether this will be completable from home or not. It is very possible that it is. They did the last one. They did a pretty good job with doing that minimal needs to leave your house. So if you're still in lockdown, you should still be able to do this. No problem. Um, and that being said, there is lots of value in Merrill, similar to how there was with Swablu, Azuril. Azumarill is really good in PvP. Um, so now's a great time to get up on XL candies, get a good PvP Azumarill, and of course, just kind of enjoy a passive event. It's running all day, so you can pretty much pick and choose when you want to do it. It shouldn't take you more than, geez, I don't know, maybe an hour. I'd say Kyle's nodding and, and that, yeah, and that's, yeah. and that's good. That's good for me. That's good enough for me. <laughs> is Meryl the most exciting choice? Depends on who you ask, but I'm going to ask Kyle, is Meryl the most exciting choice? I, I mean, no, it's not the most exciting choice, but I think it's fitting for this type of event. I think it works. Yeah. It's a Pokemon that has a neat shiny that not a lot of people have still. I imagine. It has been featured once in that Go Battle League night. But other than that, it was previously only eggs until that event happened, of course. You couldn't get shiny Merrill until that event happened. Yes. Yeah, it was Azuril and that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, it, it's whatever for me. It's a Sunday. I don't particularly feel like finishing it before I go to work, but I will probably do a good chunk of it. Good. All right. That's that's more than enough. I think this event in particular is set up to be kind of casual on purpose. Yeah. Do it when you can. We'll give you all day, you know, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time and just whenever you can have fun. And I think that's great. The only misstep again, I think, is because it was on Mother's Day. Not thrilled about that. Yeah. I got plans, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. <sighs> anyway, but really quick, before we move on to the last piece of news, which is probably what we're going to talk about the most here, even though it is the shortest piece of news. How have we been feeling about the Luminous Legends X event? We had, you know, Spritzy added and Swirlix added to the uh, to the spawn pool. Um, and there's been a lot of dragon types. I actually hit my fairy platinum medal this week. I'm very excited about that. Nice. Um, still working on the dragon. So looking forward to that. Uh, working on that while this event's still active. Have you been having a good time with it or not? I have two comments. I, I like the spawns. The spawns are fun. The amount of dragons are actually good, which is refreshing. And Spritzy and Swirlix have way too low a base catch rate. It plain True. No one can argue otherwise. If you do, you're wrong. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's all there is to say. It's, a, it's an objective fact. It's way too low. That was true of that other batch of new Pokemon that we had out, and they ended up fixing that catch rate. So eventually, but they do it that low intentionally at first because they want you to put more effort into catching it. But when I cannot use a pin app and a like a great or better ultra throw to catch the new Pokemon, I, I'm just like not even interested in catching it almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like i don't have the resources for this i need three golden raspberries and five ultra balls for the spritzy yeah it's like no i got enough to evolve one and i'm like all right i'm just gonna throw and try and quick catch it and if i can't i'm not gonna attempt again because yeah i will wait to get them later yeah that's fair also for those two in order to evolve them they have to be your buddy for a while Ugh. 
Yeah, so I got to add that to my to-do list. I wasn't looking forward to that, but here we are. <laughs> anyway, I think the event has been interesting, especially for all you fairy lovers out there and people that have been looking to increase their fairy metal and their dragon metal. It's a good time to do so. Okay, Kyle. Yep. Last piece of news. It is the last. Niantic put out a tweet this morning on Friday, the 7th, uh, and, and it read thus, Gibble. June 6th. That's it. That's the tweet. Hashtag Pokemon Go Community Day. Now, I don't know what this could mean. (laughs) There's there's so much. There's so much deep diving you can do in here. Have you seen everybody just reading into the code? Yeah, we got to read between the lines with this one, but I think it's trying to tell us, and I could be wrong, that we're having the Gibble Community Day on June 6th. I don't know. I think I think they might be telling us that we're having a Pidgey Community Day June fifth. June fifth, the day prior, <laughs> just to really wet our teeth on, you know? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> All right. So if you thought the conversation around Swablu Community Day was a big old pile of sludge to wade through on social media, well, that version of you was very wrong. As it was with me. I'm speaking from experience here. Because, oh boy, the narrative back and forth, the the conversation people are having about Gibble Community Day is insane. And it's for all the reasons that we've outlined before as to why we thought they wouldn't do it, even though it sounds like it would be a really fun idea. You got to enlighten me because I haven't, uh, I am not on Twitter. Yeah. And I haven't seen the conversations on Reddit about it. So. Right. I'll, I'll fill you in on the tweeter news. How about that? Oh, no. Okay. So here it is. People are thrilled. That's that's a B. People are upset because it devalues the shinies that they currently have. That's B. And C. People are upset because it devalues the shinies they have yet to get. <laughs> okay, C yeah. is the yeah. most fascinating group. <laughs> i think yeah. a a is where i land because i'm just like oh that's awesome that's great you and i both have two gibbles and you and i both been like it doesn't matter to us if other people have gibbles so gibble community yeah. is a plus now that being said we un- we also understand the point that group b makes i spent all this time finding this shiny gibble and now you're going to devalue it in the global trade market right yep okay so i kind of want to get your take on on that particular response because i think that's where the conversation really needs to happen a is fine with it because that's great and c is just kind of like uh i have a concern about this overall but they don't really have a lot of skin in the game but b is really the crowd that feels like they're being kind of like displaced by this Mm -hmm. yeah now here's the question are we talking about people who have gibble who have shiny gibble and are feeling devalued or are we talking about just the concept of shiny gibble being devalued of itself it is both that is a great distinction though because in regards to the first one i I think tough luck and i can say that because i'm i'm in the category like i've i had the gibble it was you know great trading power but i'm not i'm not gonna flex it because i want to keep it obviously and it's just it's gonna happen eventually over a long enough scale of time, its value goes down anyways. And everybody has known at some point in the future, it was going to come to a community day. 
it's too powerful for them not to kind of thing. That's what we've yeah. been saying forever, even if we a lot of people didn't want to see it after a certain point. And as for devaluing it like overall as a trade, that that's just the nature of the game. Something new will take that place in terms of incredible rarity and stuff like that. That's the counter argument that I also have is that I think something will step up and take the place of Gibble. You know, what we don't have the shiny of yet. Axu. Mm. It's true. But you know what? We also don't have. Axu. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not actually joking. I have. I have a fracture. I don't actually even have a Haxorus. Okay. It's All right. that incredibly rare. It so is. It is. That, but, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is, is that if you're sad because the thrill of the hunt is gone, there is another hunt to get a thrill from later on. So, yeah, I think, I think Axu could definitely take that spot moving forward. And I'd have to agree with you again, Kyle, that this was kind of inevitable. If you're upset about this, you, your feelings are totally valid. We understand why you're upset and being upset is a reasonable response to this. Because, again, if you put all that time into it and you did enough encounters and you farmed the raids and you got the shinies and all that stuff, this feels like a bummer. But I think the sobering news is this is the nature of a game like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I said it two weeks ago when this got brought up the last time. Maybe it was last week. I don't remember at this point. For me, the specialness of my shiny Gibble is the story behind getting the Gibble. And I like I never went to someone to say, I have a shiny Gibble. I, I made a couple of jokes on the show about it because it's <laughs> relevant, obviously. But yeah. I tell the story about getting it like all the time because it's hilarious. And I'll like I'll never forget it. it. I'll I'll remember that years and years down the line. And so, for somebody who who went through the grind of actually getting a shiny gibble, a completely legit way, you you do have that story. That that is the journey of getting it. Because remember, a shiny is just a shiny. It it just looks different. So just having it isn't anything else but getting it is i think the big deal i think 100 i'd agree with that uh so good luck to everybody eventually on gibble community we'll talk about it several times uh prior to it actually happening because this is again in in june <laughs> so we got some time and we have to get over the swablu hump first so let's deal with that so all right i think that's it for the news let's move on to gear up this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about the not-so-tragic story of Yvitel, the destruction Pokemon, just as a little uh, opposite to Xerneas' story last week. So Yvitel, it's dark flying type. I'm not going to bore you with stats right now. That'll be for another time. But what moves can it learn? Granted, all of this is information from the code of the game it is not set in stone it can change when Yvitel comes to raids in a couple weeks but they've already changed it once so i know they did i could not find an article about it when i was writing my notes for this episode so i don't have the exact information that was for what was changed unfortunately but we were mad yeah we were people were mad and i <laughs> am very surprised i couldn't find the info but what does it have currently? What does it potentially have currently? 
Fast moves, Snarl, Sucker Punch, Gust. Charge moves, Dark Pulse, Hurricane, Focus Blast, Psychic, and Hyper Beam. That's a oh my situation right there. So only four. You mean. Yeah, so only four. Did, uh, did I say a fifth one? I don't think I did. For PvE, for raids and all the like, best move set is Snarl and Dark Pulse. It makes it a good dark type attacker. It is still overshadowed by Darkrai. And it's only slightly better than a Bite Crunch Tyranitar, but it's still good. Now, if it learns Foul Play instead of Dark Pulse, it tops the charts for Dark type. So that sounds familiar. I think that was the move it used to have. Yeah, that's that's what I'm guessing, because the difference was significant when I checked the numbers real quick before the show. So it's a shame about that one, but it's par for the course, honestly. For PvP, I'm only going to touch very quickly on it because I I don't know very much. It's going to be pretty good in Open Master League. Who does open Master League? Come on. <laughs> Come on. So it's like a better Mandibuzz? Sort of, yeah. But it doesn't have Shadow Ball, man. Correct. It doesn't have Shadow Ball. But it's dark flying, so that means that it takes neutral damage from fighting type, and it is super effective against fighting type, mm-hmm. which is pretty good for all of the fighters that you see in Master League, like Machamp. Well, you're assuming that you have a flying move that you're using and not just your dark set. Well, I mean, this is this is assuming you get two moves on it because you're doing PvP and one of those moves is Hurricane. That's a big ask. <laughs> I mean, no, I, you better. You, I'm pretty sure the best move will be Hurricane, mm-hmm. although I imagine there's probably something that can be said about Psychic, maybe. Yeah. It also... Does pretty good against Metagross, Mewtwo, and Giratina, given the dark moveset, obviously, being super effective against Psychic and Ghost. But overall, Yvitel is much more exciting than Xerneas. And also, Yvitel just looks so much better. I'm sorry, Xerneas. I don't know. It looks a little floppy to me, man. Oh, no. It's got such... Power so, and like the claws at the end of its wings. It's got, it's just, it's so thick. I don't know. It just, they look like big hands and they don't look like wings to me. You know, like, That's like fair. Lugia's arms look more like wings to me than Evatel's do. Get out of here. Lugia has the hand finger wing thing going on too. <laughs> yeah. It's so he can open doors, you know? <laughs> He's got to get inside. Yeah. And Evatel doesn't. No, even Evatel can stay outside with his big old hands. Look at those things. It's crazy. They're claws. I like Evatel, and it was the only reason I bought Pokemon Y over X. All right. Here's my last argument for Lugia over Evatel. Ready? Okay. If I give them both a high five, Lugia's high five would just be a good high five, right? Because it's got a big old hand. If I give Evatel a high five, I'm losing my arm. <laughs> It's covered in knives. Don't high five someone who has knives for hands. Didn't you watch Edward Scissorhand? <laughs> I did. And I, that movie just makes you kind of want to give him a hug, you know? So. Exactly. You can hug him. Just don't give him a high five. <laughs> Is that it for our, our poor friend, Evatel? Uh, lost some moves, but still better than Xerneas? Yes. Uh, a lot better than Xerneas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
All right, God. good. That's actually the takeaway. It's pretty okay, despite it having its moveset changed. And we're still not talking about Xerneas. All right. Pokalore time. This week, we're going to be talking about Swirlix, the cotton candy Pokemon, and Slurpuff, the meringue Pokemon. Now, you might be asking, Chris, why did you... Why'd you put Swirlix over Spritzy? And it's simply because I think Aromatisse is a very awkward Pokemon and I dislike it heavily. So I prioritize Swirlix and Slurpuff. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with Swirlix. Swirlix is a small round Pokemon covered with fluffy white fur. It has reddish pink eyes with white pupils, round ears with light pink tips, a tiny reddish pink nose, and it is often seen with its tongue poking out of the corner of its mouth, also known as a blip. I just threw that in there myself. That's not the thing. In between its ears is a more prominent tuft of fur. Poking out of the bottom of its fur is its light pink tail. Its feet are usually tucked up in its fur, but when they are visible, they are seen to be a light pink and have three toes. Swirlux only eats sweets, which makes its fur as sticky as cotton candy. Its fur is said to smell like cotton candy as well. It can entangle its opponents with white sticky thread. Sounds like Caterpie. Yay. (laughs) The amount of sugar it eats is equal to its weight. It is known to become grumpy if it doesn't eat enough sugar. All right. Now let's move on to Slurpuff. Slurpuff is a white bipedal Pokemon. It has reddish pink eyes with white pupils and is usually seen with its tongue poking out of the corner of its mouth. On top of its head is a mass of fluffy pink fur with a red cherry-like sphere on top. The placement of the cherry-like structure may be inspired by the phrase cherry on top. Yeah, it might have been. Hmm. <laughs> on either side of its head, its pink fur forms a spherical shape similar to ears. Around its neck is a wavy red collar, and there is a red spot on the left side of its chest. It has small pink feet with three toes and stubby arms. Slurpuff has an exceptionally keen sense of smell that is 100 million times stronger than that of a human. <laughs> There it is. There's there's the selling point. A lot of Pokedex entries sound like they're written by five-year-olds. But that actually sounds like it's written by five-year-olds. It's, <laughs> it's on par with, with Machamp can punch a thousand times in five seconds. Or like what was Metagross? It was like its IQ is like in the thousands. Or yeah. Something like no, that. That, yeah. Yeah. Alakazam's has an an IQ of five thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we should we should mention, by the way, that us saying that does not mean that it's a bad thing. No, it means that this level of absurd creativity fits well, and we could only imagine the unbound mind of a child being able to come up with it. Because if an adult <laughs> says it, they're like, "Wait, no, hang on, that doesn't make sense." But if a kid says it, it's like, "No, just go with it." Yeah, they're like absolutely, let's work with it. That's fantastic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> This allows it to distinguish even the faintest of smells and assist pastry chefs in the cooking. Slurpuff, it's cute. Slurpuff can tell a person's mental and physical condition by taking in their scent. Its fur contains a lot of air, making it light and soft to the touch. Oh, let's look at those stats. Max CP at 40, 2199. At 50, 2486. 193 stamina, 163 defense, and 168 attack. I should say that all of those are pretty middle of the road. They're not as bad as they sound, but they're close <laughs> to as bad as they sound. Best move sets. Yes, plural. Charm, play rough for PvE, but if you want to use it in PvP, which I think it's actually not, not yeah. horrible, Yeah, a charm with flamethrower and energy ball is the way to go. 
Not a really great coverage. Charm is just so strong. You don't even need a fairy charge move. Just, you know, get the rest of the coverage. Flamethrower and energy ball for that fire and grass coverage. Good deal. Any love for Swirlux or Slurpuff, Kyle? I don't dislike them. So I will say that because they're food Pokemon. And I never really thought about that initially. And then, you know, it's obviously the cotton candy Pokemon. So, (laughs) yeah. But Slurpuff is like a cotton candy dog. Yeah. But what I'm going to say is that they actually have character outside of being food. You know, it doesn't look just like someone put eyes on a cotton candy on a stick and that's it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Slurpuff is obviously even more unique than that. When you compare it to something like, I'm going to say it, Vanilla. Oh my god, dude! Which is literally just an ice cream cone. No, it's not. It it's not. It no, it's it's ice, and it's covered with snow to make it look like it's ice cream. But it is an it's ice cream not, cone. not. But it, it's it's made to look like one. But that's, <laughs> but that's it's the point. Not an ice cream cone. Yes. <laughs> but like Swirlix is not cotton candy either. It's tufts of fur. Not cotton candy. That doesn't mean anything. It's still very much cotton candy. I think Vanillite is also like the ice cream Pokemon, isn't it? Something like that. So, Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm fighting a losing <laughs> battle here. Hmm. But that, all, all I'm saying is I think that these Pokemon have more character than something like Vanillix, and therefore it is better than bad, but it's not for me. Okay. <laughs> I love them. I think they're real cute. That's my hot take. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, let's uh, pass it on over to the Pokepole. Vanillite is the fresh snow Pokemon. Vanilla ah. is the icy snow Pokemon. And Vanillux is the snowstorm Pokemon. Oh, okay. So not not ice cream, huh? Nope. Hmm. So last week's Pokepole was, has playing Pokemon Go changed your opinion about a certain Pokemon? Which one and how so? First one's from Bulbaseth, and he said, Go has definitely changed my opinions on plenty of Pokemon, but I'll limit it to two. My opinion on Sudowoodo has become very negative. Why is it so hard to catch? (laughs) It's a little sad because I really like the story behind the Pokemon, but when I see them on the map, I honestly don't even want to shiny check them. My opinion on Petalil has recently become very positive. What was once a Pokemon that I wouldn't think twice about has become one that I would die to protect. That cute little flower bulb has stolen my heart and it isn't giving it back anytime soon. Shiny win. (laughs) Petalil is adorable. So fair enough. Man, I am. I think I'm in such a minority where I don't think I could name a Pokemon I like just because it's cute. And I feel I kind of feel bad about it. But like if I like something, it's it's the, the cute is never the reason in Pokemon, at least. What about mimic you? I mean, I like it because it's a ghost, though. This it's yeah, but it is cute too. Uh, not really. I I like it because it has a messed up like backstory to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I also like about it. it has also like verifiably killed me- Meowth in the anime several times. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's a great answer. Uh, this next one's from Rocket Man. Go has changed my opinion of legendaries negatively. The amount of legendaries that you can catch, coupled with the increased shiny chance in raids, has completely devalued them for me. Before Home came out, I didn't think of it as a huge deal, but now that shiny legendaries have flooded over into the main series games, I just feel like they have completely lost their value all around. 
I've played thousands upon thousands of hours of every Pokemon main series game that has ever come out, and I've never seen a shiny legendary in one. In Go, you could partake in a raid hour and get one, maybe more than one. It's just far too common. And the fact that a shiny in Go is also a guaranteed catch is just a bit insane. I can appreciate this perspective for sure. It's a hot take, but I understand where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that this is an unfounded concern or anything like that. I think it really kind of uh, kind of mirrors the argument about Gibble and not wanting to I, have a community around it. I will say, every time I've seen a shiny legendary Pokemon in the main series games, not not like personally caught one, but see someone with one, I assume it's cheated. I assume that they hacked that into the game because... yeah. There's too many that are actually out there for them to all be legit. So I had a negative starting point to begin with, I suppose. Sure, sure. But I will say this, that I do not have the patience, nor do I have the desire to shiny hunt for a legendary in the main series games. And I feel like that's, for a lot of people, that's the case. It is possible. You can, especially with the way that dens are working in, in Sword and Shield. You can shiny hunt these things relatively effectively. Uh, but for me, Go was the first time I even really encountered Chinese for real. And so I appreciate that they're there from my perspective, but I can't understand that them crossing the barrier between the two might cause you a little bit of frustration. For sure. I could never have the patience personally to shiny hunt in the main series game. Even with everything working on your side, it's it's too rare for me. Yeah, it's and a risky. the gameplay loop of doing it is it's not for me. Agreed. But thank you for the response. Next one's from Matters, and he said, Hello, gents. For me, it's Jigglypuff. Before Pokemon Go, their temper tantrums and diva attitude in the anime only caused me to have a mild dislike for them. Now when they pop up on the map with their constant dodging, floating, and jumping out of my Pokeballs, it's more like total hatred. A bit strong, I hear you say. A bit strong! (laughs) Maybe, but they just bug me. Don't you dare bring bugs into this, Matters, I swear. Okay, I, that's fair. I got I got nothing nothing to say about that. Yeah, no. I can't I can't talk smack because I this is how I feel about Snubble and Gramble, so that's okay. <laughs> but I kind of hope that you like Wigglytuff because Wigglytuff is like pretty cool. <laughs> Wigglytuff is better than Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah. Arkham Patient said, "My opinion of the usefulness of a lot of Pokemon has taken a hit since playing Go. Typically, a Pokemon with a higher speed stat that would be." devastating in the main series games just comes off as fragile in go the biggest change for me is with superior yeah the the lack of the speed dimension kind of takes away it declaws a lot of pokemon (laughs) it does it's yeah it's kind of frustrating that they still haven't thought of a way to balance it when they have done changes to make defense and special defense different from each other right I really feel like they could do something to give speed scaling a thing in the game. Yeah, like a multiplier on on the base casting speed of moves, like in PvP or something like that. Yeah, or 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 something like put put Pokemon in like five tiers of speed, and depending on what tier of speed you're in, changes the turn length of a move or something like that. I don't, you know. I think there's a way to fundamentally change the way Go Battling works for the more interesting with speed as a mechanic. I would agree. I'd like to see what they would do. Although I think messing with the whole turn thing might be more difficult than we think. (laughs) 
I mean, it's, everything's written in spaghetti code anyway, so anything you change is going to break everything. So. I, I, th- I really think it's more like a tube of pasta. I really do. So you think it's more like a tube of pasta? No, like, no tube of pasta, not like spaghetti, not like penne, you know? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? I, yeah. Like muscacholi noodles, dude. I, I, I got you. I understand what you're saying. I just look at me like I'm a crazy pl- person talking about tube shaped pasta. I don't it's pretty think common, it's, Kyle. I don't think it's very applicable to the metaphor, though. It's absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. If that's what you were hung up on? Man. Yeah, because I thought you were making a genuine point. Um, no, no, that was your first mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm also really thinking maybe like a pink sauce over a red sauce, you know? Anyways, the next one's from Colton Leo, and they said, Totodile and Cyndaquil, two of my favorite starters of all time. Go has made them a little more dear to me. But can we please give Typhlosion some fire? Poor Amen. guy. Amen. Yes. On the other hand, we have that Gen 2 grass starter. Yikes. Chikorita. No thanks. Way Amen. too hard to catch and has never really done it for me. I've never agreed with somebody more in my entire life. <laughs> Man, some, some Gen 1, Gen 2 hate right here. I just don't care for Chikorita. I love all Gen 2 babies. They're all perfect in their own way. Chikorita is at the bottom of my list still, even though it has its own amount of love. There was this comic I saw the other day of like this kid looking at the starters of Gen 2 from the professor. And he opens up all the Pokeballs. And the, there's a Totodile and a Cyndaquil and a shiny Chikorita. <laughs> the character <laughs> picks the Cyndaquil. <laughs> It's like, that's so relatable, man. That's so relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, we got some email responses as well. This first one is from Everlastery. For me, it's Shedinja. Honestly, I used to think that Shedinja was just a straight up worthless piece of bug. Floaty ghost trash. But now, after y'all's Pokalore, I've gotten a fondness for the cute floaty ghost trash. It's grown on me as a Pokemon, and I've been trying to max out mine. So yeah, Shedinja. Yeah. Can't say you're going to get a lot of value out of that, but I do appreciate your change of heart. I mean, yeah, let me just go get my 160 CP level 40 Shedinja out. No big deal. (laughs) I'm sorry. It maxes out at 382 for my yeah, terrible IV let's one. show a little more respect, okay? <laughs> All right. Next one's from Jackson. He said, hi. Okay, I have two answers to the Pokepole. First, I like Pichu a lot more. I made my party hat Pichu my buddy a long time ago to represent my Pichu amiibo. And the fact that you hold Pichu as your buddy in your trainer page is the greatest thing ever. True. Agreed. It's It's good. It's quite good. Secondly, I dislike Turtwig a lot more now because he is everywhere. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, Jackson. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm in on Turtwig, 100%. I, I'm, I'm going to take a hot take here in participating in the Poke Poll, and I'm in on all of the starters. Across the board, everything. Go has made me like them all less. Really? Every single one? Uh, that does not mean I dislike them. I am. I like them less, though. What's your opinion of Froakie like right now? I like Froakie. Like as a Pokemon, I think he's really cool. Yeah, but Go, has Go affected your opinion on Froakie? Not, not especially. Not yet. It's not. It's not been out yet long enough. I think. Okay. Yeah, but my opinion of the other two starters is kind of like I'm good. But Froakie is the only one that kind of has escaped my ire. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not around as much, obviously. And that's why it's it's kind of exempt from this statement. Mm-hmm. They are everywhere, and I'm almost tired of it. Yeah. Starters are supposed to be an exclusive kind of thing, and they have chosen that to be the most common because obviously everybody relates to a starter, so it's easy. And that's all. It's just it gets me every time. Uh, starter, no, I don't want to catch you. You're too much work. Yeah, I understand. The catch rate is is too low, too low. And our last email response to the Poke Poll this week is from JJ. Go has made me a lot more sour on almost all the starters, especially Turtwig. <laughs> there was a time when I thought that was the only Pokemon that spawned in the game. <laughs> a Pokemon I like more is Togekiss because I have a shiny, which I don't see around often. And I love wrecking people in PVP. I, I swear to God, I did not read forward in the emails before <laughs> I made stole my statement. JJ's thunder. <laughs> I agree completely, obviously. Yes. Well, okay, everybody, thank you very much for your your responses. There were lots of really fantastic ones um and on Twitter and in emails and the Discord. So thank you to everybody that responded to this past week's Poke Poll. So this week's Poke Poll is what do you think gives any particular Pokemon value in Pokemon Go? Now, this is supposed to kind of plug into the overarching Gibble conversation conversation we're all having right now. Uh, but I'm going to probably keep since we explored this topic rather widely earlier, I'm going to give a short, sweet answer of my own. Kyle, please feel free to embellish as, as you see fit. My answer is the experience that you have around that Pokemon. It's very similar to the answer Kyle gave earlier about his experience with the Gibble catch. Now, you know, there is some stuff that's inherently true of the global trading community and the market, I suppose, for trading shinies and Pokemon that had limited releases, old Pokemon, et cetera, et cetera. But that value is kind of just it, it, it depends on too many things. It how many people are around you? Yeah. How many how many people are around you to, to trade with? What's your community like? How many options? How many times do you actually get to play? Things like that. If you get to play once a week for about an hour, then any old your one 100 percent you've ever caught could be the most valuable Pokemon to you. And it could be a drill. You know, it could be anything. And so for me, I think it's whatever experience you tie to that Pokemon yourself. Don't let other people put value on something for you. Whatever that thing means to you, that's that's how it's valuable. Chris over here taking the high and mighty route because <laughs> it's a good answer. Blow this wide open, please. Uh, first off, Chris is definitely right. I think that said, I think there's a lot of ways to define how you feel something has value. And that's obviously important for the discussion. If you're bringing answers into it, it's it's very important to say what you think makes a Pokemon valuable. What type of value is it? A Pokemon can have great trade value. It could be an exceptionally rare shiny, like a specific shiny hat Pikachu, for example. That's That's definitely true. The rarity, of course, is going to weigh into that kind of value. But usefulness can be another value. Garchomp happens to fall into both of these categories for this discussion. Of course, it's easy to reference. Garchomp is good at what it does. It's not the best, but it's always worth mentioning. And so I think that also gives a Pokemon value in and of itself. Is it worth using or is it only a trophy piece? A lot of people don't care about trophies. Catching a trophy doesn't mean anything to them. And so it has low value. But catching a hundred percent Pokemon that's going to be used in Ultra League 
and it maxes out under 2,500 for something, that's it. That's, that's their Holy grail type of thing right there. And so I think it, I think it really can fluctuate because of all of the circumstances around everybody's individual play. But the question is, what do I think gives a Pokemon value? Yeah. And for me in particular, it's usability is, is always the first and foremost in my mind, how useful the Pokemon can be is almost always how I will derive value from it. Although not exclusively. Dang Giovanni, slow down there, buddy. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> are tools for men to further their lives. We, we just talked about the cute Pokemon just a minute ago. This is true. But like everybody knows that I would totally be on Team Rocket if this was a real situation here. But yeah, no, it's it's kind of in line with how I play all of my games, though. So it's not very surprising when I give that answer, I think. Fair enough. That's that is fair enough. And I'm kind of interested to hear what other people have to say about this, because I feel like we'll get a variety of answers. So, dear listener, if you have an answer to the question, what do you think gives any particular Pokemon value in Pokemon Go? You can answer the question when we post it on Twitter. You could also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or if you're a patron, you can also answer the question when it's posted in our Discord server. More about that and patronage at the end of the show. Now, this is normally we would pass the show over to DeFi and Fish for the PvP corner section. But as following suit with last week, they're also taking this week off. I have been told that next week we can expect a PvP corner segment of some kind. So please look forward to that. Very excited to have uh, them back in some degree. So that's awesome. I guess that leaves just one more thing to be done, Kyle. And it's emails. That's true. And zero voicemails. Uh, and it's actually only one email. So, Kyle, I'll give you the honors. This email is from Everlaster E. Hello, Kyvile and Chriselia. How are y'all doing? I completed one of my goals, but the others remain sad and a small filing cabinet in the back, back of my mind. So we're not going to talk about that. But I have a response and a question for you guys. One. Sorry, I don't remember who sent the email. My guilty pleasure community day would be Solosis. Yeah, that's good. I, I, hmm. I couldn't get behind that. Very few people would be happy. I would, though. If we got Cora Hatch Distance and a shiny Solosis family, that would be great. Yeah. You, you just wrote that for Chris. I know you did. Yeah. My question for you guys is, what's your quote unquote signature move? A move that you use a lot and you're really good at using, you know, Mine would either be Solar Beam or Outrage. My Garchomp and Unstoppable Venusaur use those moves, and I seldom lose with my tanks. So yeah, have a good day, guys. Everlasting. Wait, so what's our what's like our favorite signature move that we use all the time? Or like if we personally had a signature move, what would it be? I, I was thinking of like signature move in real life. Like what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was maybe like a catchphrase that that you but know no, you I say. Think it, I think it means like a move you'd like to use on a Pokemon that you frequently use. But I'd like to answer it both ways because this is a fun question. The The answer to the Pokemon related one is definitely Blast Burn. I use Blast Burn all the time in all settings, Team Rocket, in PvP, everywhere. I, I think for me, it's got to be Mudshot. Okay. Because of all of the Pokemon that I use the most frequently in content, I think Mudshot really ties a lot of them together, too. Yeah. 
Okay, so then the other interpretation of this question, what is like the one catchphrase that you say all the time? Like you've gotten other people to say it around you because you've spent so much time with them. Oh, like like actual word catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. Mine is fair enough. I say fair enough in response to everything. And it kind of bothers me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm in too deep. It's who I am. (laughs) I... I, I may have to get back to you on that because I got to think about it because it's not the type of thing that I notice. I'm going to have to ask somebody. Else. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. OK, it's no, no, just it's no, no, nope. But the no, no inflection. It, it can't have inflection. It's just it's no. a flat delivery. It's just no, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> if you OK, I would probably say less about words and more about a signature for you is your delivery. It's that flat just matter of fact no i think that's a bad idea it's like or or <laughs> it isn't or, or 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 just stop <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely that's definitely on brand i think yeah oh my gosh that's great the si- yeah. look i know people out there are saying the sigh it doesn't uh-huh. it doesn't count i don't i don't think that counts as a quote there yeah it's it's more like a punctuation uh, yeah you know for you you know gosh Anyway, thank you, everybody, for writing in for the Pokepole and for the email section. And yeah, if you want to send in an email like this fine folk did and the fine folks also in the Pokelora section, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can send it to 262-586-7717. You can visit our website for all things GoCast. That's gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily and gain access to our patron-exclusive Discord for as little as $1 a month, you can check that out on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Cyprian Bo, Daniel Zekwagger, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, Sports, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you so very, very much for your generous support and for helping us keep the digital lights on. We appreciate you immensely. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show non-monetarily, because it's not an option for you, you're not comfortable doing so, but you still want to help us out, please leave us a review on you know Apple Podcasts or anywhere that really supports reviews. It helps us out more that, than I can really <laughs> even say. It, it helps with the algorithm, gets us pushed up to so other people can see us. Um, and it shows us that you like the product, which is awesome. So if you do that, we read those reviews when we get new ones here on the show at about this spot. But all we have left to do now is set some goals, Kyle, and then we're free to go. So, yeah, knowing that this weekend we have Merrill Research and what else? I think that's about it. What are you looking forward to and- do it, uh, doing this weekend? And it's also worth noting we will be recording next Tuesday. So this is goals for four days from now. Oh, that's very true. I didn't consider that. So don't set some like 800,000 experience goal, Chris. Don't tell me how to live my life. Let me fail on my own. Okay. Um, well, then I'm going to I'm gonna say take part in the Merrill Community Day, not Merrill Research Day, because I don't plan on finishing it. I, I know I won't. Okay. I want to do 15... Go Battle League matches. I promise. I promise I'll do this one. Okay. And 200,000 experience. I'm getting very close to level 43, which will be the last time I level up for a very, very long time. 
<laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. So I've got three for you. I'm going to mirror you and do three as well. I'm going to do 500,000 experience this week. And by week, I mean, you know, geez, four days, four days. Uh, I'm going to do the limited research all the way through for Merrill. And then I want to come back next week because I'm not even really close. I'm like 150,000 short, but I want to be at or above 5.5 million stardust. I'm carrying that goal over from last week. Short and simple seems pretty doable in four days, but I guess we'll see what the week and the world has in store for us to stop us from doing so. It was it was a week. That's that's for sure. Yeah, it sure it sure was. But we did it, and this is the end of the show. So this is where we say thank you so much for listening all the way through, and we look forward to seeing you next time for episode one forty four of the GoCast podcast. Bye bye, bye.